This is Cap and Jay Hood. Follow on Instagram at, at Cap Jay Hood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back. Cap J. Hood, ESPN 1000. And we are going to talk to Jed Hoyer. He is the president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs. He is always very, very generous with his time with us. And clubs not playing well. That's just a fact. And it's got to get fixed. Yes. But, But the question is, when will it get fixed? Correct. And what is the plan? So... Uh, I think Jed's ready to go. Jed joins us now. Jed, thank you for taking time, man. We appreciate it. Of course, of course. Did Jed, how did we get to this point where we're rebuilding here in Chicago for the second time in 10 years? Because when you guys first arrived, there was no infrastructure. The stadium was a dump. You didn't have Sloan Park. And now all that's there, and here we are again. How did this happen? Sure. Well, I think that the how do we get here, you know, I think there's kind of the, the micro question, which is, you know, how are we playing right now, which is obviously, you know, poorly. And then there's the kind of the macro question. You know, I think on the micro um, and how are we playing today, you know, yesterday, the day before, um, you know, I think we, you know, added pieces this winter, hoping to, to kind of stabilize a roster that you know, had a lot of holes after we made those trades last year. And, um, you know, we've got – you know, right now we've got, you know, you know, three starters on, on the IL and, you know, a fourth guy in Asley who hasn't pitched and another guy in Hendricks that we had to push back at one point. And, you know, I think obviously from a, a depth standpoint, um, you know, we're sort of have been unable to, to handle that. You know, and I think that's that's you know, that's obviously something we have to fix. There's no no question about that. But you know, right now our depth is being really pushed and you know, we're just you know we're we're down five six nothing too often early and it, it's it's really hard to play that way um and so you know that part is frustrating i felt like through the through that um the homestand we played 11 games in nine days i actually thought we played really well um you know we lost we were five and six and we lost three games in extra innings during that stretch and we battled and you know we had a good run differential and i felt like we were just kind of battling and falling short and um you know, now, like, obviously, since then, since we went on the road and went to Baltimore and then New York, um, it's been the opposite. It's been, we, we haven't been in games. We've been blown out. And um, and this part's been unbelievably frustrating. So, you know, we need to get guys healthy. We need to, you know, spend all the time we can to try to figure out how to fix this now. And we and we do that every day. But, yeah, there's no question that, you know, the, the current uh, has been super frustrating um, to watch the last, the last two weeks. You know, on the macro level, you know, I think when you look at you ask the question about about um, you know how do we get here and you know Theo and I came in and, and you know in tw- in I guess the end of eleven and you know spent time you know building things up and obviously I think we we talked a lot about sustained success and um, you know we built something that I think is really special and something we're really really proud of you know not only the you know the first three years where we um, you know three LCSs uh, in 15, 16, 17 and a World Series title but you know, 18, we were, you know, through 162, we had the best record in the National League, and then we won the division in, in 20, so um, I don't, we weren't as good in 
18, 19, or 20 as we were those first three years, but still, you know, very good, a very good team, very competitive. And then, you know, obviously, um, you know, we were unable to sign some of those guys to extensions. Um, we pushed really hard from a, both a financial standpoint, but also a, a prospect standpoint, uh, making a lot of trades to kind of keep throwing logs on the, on the fire of that team. And, um, we obviously, you know, not only did we trade prospects, but we, we fell short from a, from a development standpoint. And so I think we, we reached a point of just sort of a confluence of things where we, the players that we brought up and uh, that we built as that core, those players all came up at the same time and they all, uh, their time with the Cubs expired at the same time. So that's sort of one event. I think through trades and through, um, I think, not evolving quite quick enough um, from a player development standpoint, I think we were um, kind of on top when some of the things changed and we didn't probably evolve quick enough and we didn't develop enough pitching. And, and that's certainly true. And that hurt um, the pipeline that we had. And then I think everyone was, was impacted um, by COVID and certainly it hit us at a, at a pretty inopportune time uh, with where those guys were and their, and their service clock. So I think that confluence of events, I certainly, you know, certainly led us to, to the sell you know, the sell off we had to make last, last summer and to where we are now. But you know, I think, you know, you know, my, my goal is certainly to build something that's, um, you know, special again. Uh, I've been really clear about that. Like that's my, that's my goal is to build the next great Cubs team. And, um, that's sort of how we got here. Um, you know, I do think that having a, a run of, you know, really six and a half, seven years of being, you know, one of the best teams in baseball, that's a really good run. Um, we weren't able to, to keep it, you know, just going beyond that. And, um, I think I, you know, there's probably a lot of things we can look at and say, okay, you know, next time, you know, I would do this differently or that differently. Um, but I also don't think that should denigrate what was accomplished. I think what was accomplished was really special. And you know, now we need to, to, to refocus and do that again. Well, Jed, from a Cubs fan standpoint, what they want is sustained success. And I will ask you, based on the roster this season, how disappointed are you that the organization cannot resign some of the core or find productive veterans to replace them? That's a good question. I mean, um, yeah, obviously, I think I sort of said at the beginning, I think obviously we're very disappointed with how we're playing right now. Um, I think we, we signed, we signed some veterans and, and, and to come into the season that we hope to could, could kind of stabilize our roster and, and fill some of those holes. And, you know, I mean, say Suzuki's been on the IL now for a month with a, with a finger injury and, you know, Stroman was on the COVID IL and now he's in the IL again. And, you know, Miley and Smiley are on the IL. And so, um, you know, I think you know those injuries obviously haven't allowed us allowed those guys to you know to stabilize that roster, and you know, ultimately that's on me. You know that um, we tried to, to sign those guys to, to do that, and, and obviously that you know that hasn't worked. We did have a, a lot of holes to fill after after not resigning those guys. And you asked the question about about you know signing those guys to to extensions, and I think we talked about that you know kind of endlessly last summer. So I don't want to kind of you know revisit that too much, but. You know, as I've always said, I, you know, I, when I look back, you know, um, everyone that was traded was offered was offered extensions. I think we, you know, we look back and we did offer those guys, you know, really competitive deals, and they all those deals, um, you know, stand up exceptionally well. And so, yeah, I think it's one of those things that, um, of course, that you think back on um, all those guys accomplished, and you know, I couldn't be more you know proud of of you know sort of drafting, developing, and watching those guys win in Chicago. Um, but I also, I think, kind of going going over that repeatedly, you know, like, like I said, we, you know, 
we made we made really competitive offers and you know i'll never know like would would that have would those offers have gotten done or would would that have been different had we not you know won a world series when those guys are 22 years old i don't know i think that's some one of those unanswerable questions but ultimately um all that matters is what happened you know, we we weren't able to to you know, reach deals with those guys um we weren't able to to hang in the race last year and you know once once it got to that point you know I feel really strongly about the decisions we made. So I go back to 18 when Theo had that press conference. You were there. You spoke as well, where he said our offense is broken, and the only move that was made was to bring in Daniel Descalso. Do you look back now at 2018 and go, that's when we should have probably made a shocking move and had the temerity to go, we're trading whoever it is, that guy or we're signing that guy and we're moving this guy out of here because you were forced, and I know some of it was pandemic-related, you were forced last year to have to trade guys who had two to three months left on their contracts. Now you're in that same situation with Wilson, but yet the Cubs' experience is the most expensive in baseball. To go to Wrigley, park, eat, go to the number one most expensive, and I think it's a dangerous game with a fan base when you're not competitive at all. Yeah. I mean, kind of unwrapping, you know, kind of going through that whole, you know, your whole question, you know, thinking back on, you know, should we have made some of those moves earlier? Like, yeah, I I think we probably should have. And I think that's when I talk about, you know, the things that I sort of look back on and think, you know, um, we should have done this or I would do this differently. Uh, I mean, we're all a product of our experiences and you learn from the things that, that work and don't work. And, you know, certainly Theo came here and I came here from Boston and, you know, we had some of those things from Boston, like things that worked exceptionally well and, and, and things that didn't. And like, we're all products of, of those experiences. And I do think that's something that, you know, I've thought about a lot. And I think, you know, we were too stubborn with that group, I guess is the way I would put it, that, you know, we, we saw what they did at 22, 23 years old. We believed that, we were going to get back to that point with the same group. Um, we did really honor what they had done for the city, and we wanted to, to do this with them. And, you know, we didn't. There's, there's no other way to, to say it. We, we weren't able to, to rekindle that with that group. Um, that was really talented, unbelievably talented, but we weren't able to rekindle that. And I think, you know, going back and, you know, sort of playing this thing in reverse, yeah, I think we probably, at that moment after 18, yeah, we probably should have done something like you described and and reset things change the the mix and uh, but we didn't and like i said i can't i can't go back in in time and change that but i can certainly learn from it so obviously cap and i watch a ton of baseball and so we see organizations that are have sustained success always in the playoff mix yankees can throw in there the cardinals dodgers are hot right now when the cubs are back on track Jed, what does that look like? How do you envision reimagining this roster as far as style of play? Well, I think you have to reimagine it based on the way the game is played at that time, right? That um, I think one of the most important things that we, we have to do in our jobs is, is be nimble. Like just because um, I like a certain style of play doesn't mean that style of play works in that era. I mean, if you look at what you know what we built in you know in Boston, it was you know, a collection of sluggers that's grinded out opposing pitchers got on base and it's just, you know, four hour, four hour games of just, you know, just kind of standing in the middle of the ring and pounding on people. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily work anymore in the same way that it, it, that it once did. Um, 
bullpens are too good to just like, grind out starters, and you can't do that. Um, you know, when I think about what we built here, you know, we had um, we, we had you know five starters in 2016 that basically started every single game that they were constantly going deep in games and, and giving us those kind of innings. That's really hard to replicate. That's not how the game is being played now. And I think that the game is going to continue to evolve. We have a bunch of rules changes that are set to come online over the next couple of years. And so, um, you know, it's not about what I think is aesthetically pleasing or what, what what's important to me. It's about like, let's, let's make sure that we're building a roster that has the ability to be flexible and be, and be good. You know, if they, change certain rules or they do certain things. So I don't know exactly what that looks like. I think, you know, you mentioned um, three organizations that have had a lot of sustained success and certainly, you know, that's something that um, is really impressive and there's no doubt. And then I, as I mentioned before, you know, obviously you, you, you look back on that, that run and, and we, we reached, you know, really great heights. And I do think you think about, okay, what things could we do differently to, to extend that, that run Certainly, you know, that length of a run is really impressive. I do think that is sustained success, um, you know, on, on a lot of levels, but it's not sort of like, you know, really being able to stretch that a long way. I think that is a, a, really, uh, a really valid goal to, to, to try to figure out the next time we build something great, how do you do that? And I think, you know, one of the things you probably have to do is a little bit of what, what Kat mentioned. You probably have to make some, some, some moves like he mentioned earlier uh, to do that if you don't get extensions and i think what we have to do next time is we have to be more nimble on a player development standpoint um you know to really evolve as as we're as we're on top and then you know i do think when you're making those those prospect trades um to to keep pushing and keep pushing like those are the trades that that ultimately uh, do set that effort back a little bit and lead to those cycles so i think there's a lot of things that you can think about in terms of how you would you know how you you would do that different but all that said i i still you know uh, I'm still unbelievably proud of, of what we built. I think we changed the, you know, we changed the Cubs, you know, and, and the expectations forever. And, you know, like I said, I couldn't be more proud of having done that. And now we have to, to build something great again. We get calls all the time, Jed, that, boy, the Ricketts won't spend any money. The Ricketts are cheap. They won't this, they won't that. But then I hear from people in the game that you may actually have money still left in your budget so that, whether it was to trade for like an Eric Hosmer type deal and get a prospect back in the spring or to make a deal in July that brings a big price tag because it's someone you'll have beyond this year. Is that, do you indeed have significant money left in your budget? And can that money be carried over to next year? So when Tom says, Jed, you've got this much to run baseball operations, you can go, yeah, and I also have this much left from last year added to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said the other day, I mean, the, the financial part is something I really never spend time thinking about. You know, I know that, that sort of when we, you know, need to hit, hit the hit the gas and be aggressive, I know that'll be there. It, it was last time. You know, if you look at our kind of where our payrolls were pre-2015, you know, certainly we didn't, you know, we, we didn't, you know, we weren't aggressive, um, you know, from a free agent standpoint up until that, that point that we got really aggressive. Um, and so I know that money will be there. And then, you know, it's, it's a dicey thing to talk about where we are from a financial standpoint. But what I would say is, you know, I look at my job is, is to invest every dollar as wisely as possible. And sometimes that means, 
you know, pushing the budget right up to the, the, the very limits and even, you know, pushing beyond it and asking Tom for, for more money, which we've done on a number of occasions. And, and sometimes it's about, about really, you know, thinking about it, like, is this the, the, the wisest thing for now? Or can those dollars have a way more impact in the future? And yeah, I, there's no question I had a lot of those thoughts um, during the course of the winter, then making sure that we maximized every dollar. You know, I think that that's, that's my job is to, to make really wise financial decisions. And, um, and so, yes, I, there's, there's no question that, um, we have some resources and I want to, I want to make sure that I use them at the right time. And I want to make sure I use them wisely. But as far as the questions about is the, is the money there? Is it going to be there? Are we going to spend, you know, like a, like a quote unquote big market? I mean, absolutely. That's something that I, I never that I never think about, never, never concerns me. Yeah, so having said that, is this the off season? Is this off season the time to be aggressive in the free agent market? <laughs> I don't want to call a shot. I mean, I think that, you know, again, I mean, my, I mean, my job is to make, you know, wise investments and, and to make sure that, you know, I'm, you know, you're, you're, you, you can only spend every dollar once. Right. So making sure that we, we, we're smart about it, but, you know, certainly there's, there's going to be good players available and you know, we, we have some resources, but, you know, Doing, doing deals just to do them isn't isn't the, the wise thing. You know what? Again, like I, my focus here is is going to be, and it's going to, you know, I'll say it over and over, is, is to build something great. And you know, you can't do that by by being frivolous. So I want to make sure that we we spend money wisely. Um, but yeah, there's there are a lot of good players available, and you know, certainly we're going to be active in the free agent market. So I, I've always looked at it, and again, you you do this at a way different level than I do, and I never will do what you do, but. I've always believed if you're having a bad season, at the end of the year, I better know what I have on my team better than anybody else. Hey, you know what? We didn't play well, but that guy is part of our future. And I would only play guys to the best of my ability that have a chance at least to get evaluated to be part of our future. That said, I don't understand Jason Hayward playing on an almost nightly basis. It's a sunk cost. The money's already been spent. He's getting it whether he plays or not. Can you explain to everybody why Jason Hayward's playing and you don't have Nelson Velasquez or some other guy on the minor leagues who we don't know can play or not because he won't be part of the next great Cubs team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a valid question. Obviously, Jason has been struggling. You know, he played really well in 2020 and, you know, in 21 and, and so far this year he's struggled. And, you know, I think those, those questions are, are valid. And I think, you know, we've been, we've been pretty banged up and, and as a result, he's, he's, you know, he's been playing a lot. Um, you know, I think, I think you're right. And I think that what you said is, is really astute that you have to use um, these periods to really evaluate what you have and, and to, to try to figure out in some cases, figure out like, does this guy have a future with us? And in other cases, it's just about giving the guy the needed play appearances to make those adjustments. And um, but at the same time, I also think you also can really hurt a player um, if they're simply not ready to do it. You can't just force any player into into the big leagues and say, "Okay, go ahead and go do it." So I think you're right. I think you have to evaluate it. I, I will say for Jason, you know, I you know it's important for me to say, you know, this guy could not be more important to, to developing our young players to, to mentor those guys. Um, it's really rare to see a player that that will that is willing and, and to take the time he is to try to make sure he mentors those guys, and, and there is value in that. You know, it's not only a coaching staff effort; it's a, a player effort, and we don't have 
a ton of, of veteran position players, so I do think he has a really strong influence on some of those guys, and I, I don't think that should be entirely minimized. So Jed Hoyer with us on Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, you know, Cap and I on the show all the time talk about the pillars uh, because you have to have four pillars to build a foundation, especially with this Cubs team. Can you identify the pillars for the Cubs that you could build on upon the future? And is Wilson Contreras part of those pillars? Uh, well, I think as far as the, the pillars go, and we you know, we talk a lot about building the core. I, mean, I think you know, I'd be I'd be wrong in my job to sit here and sort of list off which which players in our system, which our team, I believe are are part of that. I think we, we, I'm not going to do that. I think as far as Wilson goes, you know, I, I've certainly um, answered this question you know, dozens of times. Listen, he's you know, I, I love watching Wilson play. Um, we've got a really good relationship. You know, as far as um, extension talks go, or you know, keeping him here long term, like those conversations and that discussion has to stay internal. I think. You know, I think as we even saw a little bit last August, like when I think when any of those conversations um, become public, get out there, it's not it's not really you know, beneficial for either side. And so, and all I'll say is that you know I I love watching him play. He's had un, an unbelievable year. I think we've wondered how he'd perform. You know, when we were able to kind of get him off his legs a little bit and not catch quite as much and not kind of wear him down. And hopefully, we can continue to do that over the course of the summer and not let him let him play with fresh legs because he's been, he's been fantastic. And, um, you know, certainly he's been, you know, a real bright spot in a season that's otherwise been really frustrating. Jed, as you look at the off season, like I keep, and I know you can't talk about players and other teams, so I'm not going to ask you to, I keep telling hoodie, Aaron judge is going to be a free agent. And can you imagine him hitting bombs onto Waveland and what he would do? You guys have your own TV network that you need to put, Solid programming on, so people go. Oh, I got to watch the Cubs every night. Demand because of a guy like that. Do you look at your team and feel like if we're active this offseason, it has to be on the pitcher's mound? Because I hear that from other people. No, you got to get pitching or just get the best damn players. Um, without telling you exactly what we plan to do, because I mean, listen, it's very early, and we we will have a you know dozens and dozens more planning meetings and thoughts and, and scouts over the course of the next you know few months to go out there and so i think it's it's, it's certainly premature to to talk about but i mean i think what we're watching right now is that, you know we we need improvements in all areas going forward there's, there's no doubt about that you know right now i think that the focus that you know of our angst right now certainly is on is mostly on the pitching side because we just uh, you know starting pitching has been banged up and we haven't been able to to be competitive for the last two weeks um but our offense has, has struggled, you know, situationally and struggled hitting too many ground balls, and you know the lineup isn't you know as deep enough as it needs to be. So listen, we, we're going to need help in a lot of areas. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You know, I think that um, I don't think that the you asked about the pillars. I, you know, the, I think the you know the picture of, of of what the next great Cubs team you know looks like. I think there are you know certainly you know there, there's there's pain on on the easel, but I don't think it's not in, in total focus at this point. And you know, I. I, I I don't think it could be, you know, but, you know, certainly um, there's a lot of great things happening in, in this organization on a nightly basis. I think our farm system is unbelievably improved over the last, over the last 18 months. I think we think, you know, we are really deep. I think we're seeing a lot of really, you know, great performances. And um, you know, I think that actually the morale in the, in, in the minor league system, you know, reminds me a lot of what it felt like um, here when we first got, you know, like a year after we got here where, uh, there's a real sense down there that, that something special is happening, and I think that's 
um, that's really important, you know, for an organization is to, to get back to that place. And we weren't there, um, you know, for entering the winter um, of 2020. We, we didn't have that that kind of depth. We didn't have that kind of farm system. We didn't have that kind of future. I think we've, we've really pushed that dramatically over the last year. And I think there's a lot of really exciting things happening that we have a lot of reason to be proud of. Well, David Ross, a steady presence as a manager for, for your ball club, what does he do that enhances the Cubs' chances to win now? Well, I, I, you know, I mean, right right now, I think you know, we've talked about a bunch on the show. I think right now we're, you know, we're we're you know, short staffed from a pitching standpoint, and and obviously we're struggling. And uh, you know, he can't he can't control that. You know, I, listen, I've said repeatedly with Rossi that um, he is an incredibly energetic. He's really positive every single day. He wants to teach and you know young players. Um, and he holds guys accountable. I mean, I think he has, you know, you talk about pillars, and he has all the pillars um, to be a great manager. He's very much still developing. I think we forget that, you know, his first year was 2020. So, of course, you know, there's, there's just like with all of us, I think there's he's going to be a better manager in three years than he is today because he wants to get better. He wants to improve, uh, just like we all do. But I think when you take the, um, like the raw ingredients to be, an outstanding manager, the desire to be a, a great manager. I think uh, he has all those things. And, you know, for me, it's a pleasure to work with on, on a nightly basis because he, he, you know, sorry, he's, you know, we talk a lot about our future. He sees where we're going and, and he wants to, to be a part of that. And he wants to you know be patient and, and teach. And I think that's really critical at this time. Jed, I do want to ask you, do you guys look at the south side of the city? They are getting popular. They got a really good team. They may be going to the playoffs for the third straight year. And while you guys are, and I understand the position you're in, you want to, when you spend, you want to spend for the right reason, not because you're trying to catch up to somebody. But I think it's a, and I'm speaking as a Cubs fan, a dangerous game. If they get hot and get into the playoffs again and make a deep run, Things can flip in a city. Is that discussed at all internally? Like, guys, we can't take five years to get where we're going. No. Um, you know, listen, I think they are they have a really fun team. Uh, a lot of players that I really like watching. And um, you know, I think Rick, Rick, you know, you know, took his time. And he, he really, you know, he built built that organization up through a lot of shrewd trades and, and getting extensions with some really, really good young players. And, you know, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, there's no question about that. And, um, you know, I commend him for that. Um, yeah, I learned this in Boston, you know, um, I think it's, it's, it's good to have, um, teams push you. You know, I think we were really pushed by, uh, the Yankees, um, in, in, in Boston and it made us better. I think, you know, when we first got to, you know, Chicago, we were really pushed by the Cardinals and it made us better. Um, but I also know that when you start to, as you said, chase team, chase things or, do things that aren't on your schedule um, for for various external reasons. You're going to make a lot of really bad decisions, and so to me, you know, we have to run our race, uh, you know, and and do, and do it the right way. And if we do that, uh, I know we'll be um, unbelievably successful. And I got to tell you, like, you know, there's I spend zero seconds of my day, you know, wondering about how electric Wrigley will uh, will be when we're when we're great again. It will be. Um, that's that's something I feel like is just that that's a a given. This is the, the greatest ballpark to watch a game in. It's the best place to spend a summer Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And so, um, you know, I think that you know the White Sox are are, are playing well. And there's no doubt about that. But you know, we have to worry about the Cubs. And um, I know how good our fan base is, and I know how good we're going to be in the future. Jed, when we talked to you on opening day, you did not 
you did not commit to the word rebuild or retool for the Cubs. So whatever I want you to tell me what you consider this era of Cubs baseball is, because whatever you say it is, I'll say it is every day. I'd, I've considered this a bridge year or bridge years to the next great Cubs team. How do you define Cubs baseball? Um, so I actually appreciate the way you the way you phrase that, and I think that that I've said that to the the media group that you know I think I, I've tried my hardest, and if I've been unsuccessful, I apologize. You know, ultimately if um, if someone says they're not getting enough communication, the, the other person can't really say, well, you are. You know, I think that if if, if people feel I haven't been transparent enough, then, like, I need to, to think about that and I need to work on that. But, you know, I've, I've tried to be, you know, really clear that, you know, that that's our focus is on on building up, uh, you know, another great core, building up, building a, a, another great Cubs team. And I think that that is a, a process. Um, I don't have any desire to sort of label it. I think there's been some some desire for me to do that. But, you know, like I said, you know, that's our, our focus. Like, I think there's a lot of great things happening, you know, in the minor leagues. I think there's a lot of, um, there's some things happening in the big leagues I think are encouraging. Um, but right now we're, we're struggling and there's, there's no question. And so, um, you know, I hope that we can, we can stabilize, but we need to learn. There's certain things we can learn and take away from, uh, from this season. There's no question. I don't want to label it. Um, but I will say like, you know, I've been, try to be as clear as I can that, you know, there are times in sort of the arc of a franchise where you focus entirely on now. And there, there's, there's times when you have to keep that, that eye, an eye on the future. And we're clearly in a, you know, a, a part of this, of this franchise's history, a part of this arc where we are very focused on the future. And, you know, um, we're going to continue to make moves like that um, just like we did before, you know, in order to, to build something great. And I think it's important that at certain times to, to have that mentality you know we are you know, we want to be competitive on the field now we're obviously struggling to do that um, but ultimately we're, we're heavily focused on on the future and building something great for, the, for all these fans so so cubs baseball eye on the future is that what you want me to say because you know in in the past it was what was it cap it was uh when ed lynch said we're working on it was that was that cubs baseball we're, we're working, working on, on it. or building a new tradition correct okay so so cubs baseball eye on the future is that it i mean I, i'm Honestly, like I'm not a, I'm not a marketing person. You know, like, <laughs> but you gotta right. look. Well, I mean, because here's but, the thing. But you're you're asking me for for a soundbite to define something I think, that I think has tremendous nuance. I mean, well, you know, sort of. I mean, to to sort of put a a soundbite on what on what we did from coming here in 2011 up until the World Series. I don't think you can just put a soundbite on like you know hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hirings and, and, and decisions on a daily basis, and so. You know, I've said that before. Like, my job isn't to, to label what we're doing. My job is to try to be clear about what we're doing uh, and to make really good decision after really good decision after really good decision. So, you know, if, if you guys want to, you know, sort of like try to distill that into a few words, that, that, that's your decision. I don't think that's something that I should be doing. You know, ultimately for me, like I said, you know, on the show too many times, like you know, my focus, like I said, is, you know, sort of building this back to, to have a, a great young core, to build a foundation of an organization that then we can build on top of that um, to build something truly special. That, that's my focus. And like what, whether I can't, I can't give you two or three words that encapsulate all that we're trying to accomplish. Jen, we appreciate the transparency. And, and speaking, I, I, we hear from fans all the time. That's what they want. And they, we appreciate you asking or answering some difficult questions. 
Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jed. Talk to you. There yeah, he is, bye. Jed Hoyer, president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs. All right, you just heard from Jed. We'll give you our thoughts. We want yours. 312-332-3776. Next.